cliffcentral.com. We've got Dr. Hanan here, who is uh, our living uh, psychologist, who's also the one who gives us the right uh, info to start our week. Because, you know, we're all, everyone, Dr. Uh, Hanan, I saw the most brilliant thing on, I think it was South Park, where this doctor goes up to these kids and he goes, Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Whoever, and I have a foolproof way to get kids who have ADHD to stop having ADHD without giving them medicine. And he goes and he hits them on the head and says, Do your work! <laughs> Everybody's got yeah, mental health issues these days. Yeah, this is why we've got to have you on. All right, so listen, uh, Trevor said he has something he needs to discuss with you, but uh, that wasn't the agenda. I mean, is there something you want to bring up with him? Yeah. Hi, Dr. Hanan. How are you doing? Ah, uh, great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Ah, uh, very good, very good. Uh, I love uh, your fake uh, book thing yes. behind you. Makes you look quite well read. Um, <laughs> so, I want to talk about uh, uh, escapism because I, I I feel like the belief structures that uh, we have are there to keep us away from our current reality, like belief structures from religion to conspiracy theories. Like there is a better life after this, uh, like heaven in Christianity, or uh, I think it's Hinduism with uh, the reincarnation thing. Like you'll have another chance at this. Or people who believe that we are here on a prison colony serving out a sentence just out to us by our lizard overlords. What is it about living here on earth in reality that we need to escape so much by having uh, these um, belief structures? I'm guessing that you think it's all bullshit. I do. Okay. I, I I don't like reality, and I'm trying to figure out why do I daydream so much. Oh, right. About a better existence. What do you think that is, Doc? Because I don't think he's alone. I think there are a lot of people who feel this way. So, guys, it's a good question. And it reminds me of a really great story by, I don't know if you've heard of the philosopher 300 years ago, by the name of Immanuel Kant. And Immanuel Kant uh, was asked by one of... Yeah, yeah, K-A-N-T. Right. (laughs) And... um, it's, it's an interesting one um, because he was asked by one of his disciples 300 years ago, what's the role of a philosopher? And he gave a very famous cave metaphor. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the cave metaphor, but this is how it works. He said, imagine people tied to a cave wall. Their heads are bound, their hands are bound. The only thing they can see is the wall in front of them. Behind them, there's a hole in the wall. And the fire going on. So the only thing that the people can see, the ones that are bound uh, on the wall, the only thing that they can see are the shadows of the real world reflected in front of them. So they're seeing shadows going back and forth and back and forth. And because that's the only thing that they've been exposed to, they think the shadows are real. And he said the role of a philosopher is to unshackle these people, make them look behind them and see the real world. But he said something quite interesting. He said, the moment you try to unshackle these people, they will refuse. People who want to believe what they want to believe. They don't want to be complicated by anything, whether it's real or unreal. They just want to go back to familiarity. He also said, 
the moment you force people to look behind them, they will burn you at the stake. Because again, if you force people to believe something more complicated than their real, their real beliefs, they will absolutely rebel and they will burn you at the stake. And 300 years ago, they did that. But he also said that if you make people look long enough at the real world, they could never go back to believing the shadows are real. Now, the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because we all have belief structures that makes our world make sense to us. And the truth is, if you try to convince people whether it's the truth or ill truth, what is the truth? What do you know that nobody else knows that is fact? The reality is that people want to make sense of their world in a way that allows them to function in reality in a way that makes them functional. It makes them feel safe. It makes them feel secure. It's, so to answer your question, yes, people create belief structures. We all have shadows. We all believe that our shadows are real. You walk into the world and you have your shadows to believe in and you, you watch that and you think that's real and that's great because it makes sense to you. The moments your shadows no longer make sense to you, that is when it is your job to unshackle yourself and look at a different belief system that makes sense to you and you're able to justify the, your existence and make meaning and purpose in what you're seeing in front of you. All right, so Doc, on, on this topic, because I mean, I've got lots of friends who've been doing you know, mushroom trips and ketamine infusions and ayahuasca and whatever it is, because they want to escape looking at the cave wall. They want to see things from a different point of view. And they think sometimes substances are going to allow them to do this. And it might be substances. It might be practices like meditation or whatever. But Trevor's question is not coming out of nowhere. I mean, Leanne still believes in the tooth fairy, for heaven's sake. <laughs> what, what is the best way to get yourself to come face to face with reality and, and then move forward positively? Because, I mean, you don't want to be one of those people who's stuck looking at the cave wall, believing in the shadows. And you also don't want to be one of those people who burns other people at the stake because they're trying to show you another way. Yeah. But you know what, Gareth, who doesn't believe the shadows are real? You know, you've got your shadows. I've got my shadows. Trevor, Leanne, you've got your shadows. And the moment it makes sense to you, the moment you can go to bed at night and go, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, I find meaning in my existence, then go ahead and believe that the tooth fairy is real. So I don't have any issues. Somebody saying to me, I believe what I believe, as long as it doesn't affect, you know, I'm a great believer of live and let live. If your mm. beliefs make sense to you and you're able to make sense and meaning of that, that is your belief. But the moment you go to bed and in your naked self, say to yourself, I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. Something is missing. Then don't bullshit yourself into believing that the shadows are real. I always tell people, subordinate your ego. Don't allow your ego and the cut my nose to spite my face story to make you believe the shadows are real just for the sake of believing that that's true at the expense of your own happiness. If you're happy, obviously, whatever you believe in is wonderful. And if you're not, obviously, start to question it and challenge that. So what do you, what do you think of that answer? Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, that naked state thing, it makes total sense to me. Besides the fact that doctor doesn't afford pajamas, he sleeps naked. It <laughs> makes sense that um, when it starts to consume you that much, that's a problem. Yeah. You know. So uh, if I'm getting you right, doctor, it's um, have your belief system. But once it starts affecting you in, in a negative way and affecting people around you in a negative way, that's a problem. Like when people say, oh, I what do you call people who don't believe in anything? 
atheists. Atheists, yeah. Atheists are the ones who <clears throat> want to tell everybody I don't believe in anything. But that in itself is a belief that you have to tell everybody I don't believe in anything. Mm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, uh, Doc. That makes that makes total sense to me because. I realize now why so many people enjoy things like the matrix, because it's an escape from what we are. And for a brief, sorry, for an hour and a half, it gives you an escape to say, this is not real. You know, but, but I mean, you, you, you've drawn on the, the matrix comparison, which I hear people using a lot these days, you know, oh, that, that person's so much in the matrix or whatever, <laughs> but, Who I mean, are you talking but to? it is a movie. I mean, like it, the, the fact is also movies are a kind of escapism. And for some mm. people it's playing games, you know, some people like playing video games ah. all day mm. because it gives them an escapism. Either an escapism or numbing in speaking of alcohol. That's a big thing as well. When you just don't want to you think about it. You got a point at me when you speak about alcohol, Leanne? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> it was that's actually where your a, spirit is. A me and you Six thing. Six o'clock on a Monday morning, that's where your spirit is. Nice. Trust me, I'm including myself in the category. <laughs> all right, but Doc, is, is it true that those are all forms of escapism and that they're all equally good and bad depending on how you approach them? You know, I had an interesting conversation with a patient of mine on Friday. He, we were talking about ChatGPT, and he said to me, "Privacy." I'm not mentioning names. I'm not mentioning names. Oh. <laughs> All right, go. go so, on. so he or she said um, <laughs> that she, that they it's will not use ChatGPT because uh, that they will not use ChatGPT because it feels like cheating. And I said mm. to this person that you know we have a lot of resources in front of us. And you should use whatever resource you have in front of you to make you better. I use coffee and I was drinking a cup of coffee at the time. And I said, I'm using coffee to make me better. We sometimes use movies mm-hmm. to lift our moods and make ourselves better. So my point to you is if whatever the resource in front of you is there, is available to you to make you better, not at the cost of your other anchors, which I'll highlight in a second, then use it. Go for it. Don't shy away from it. Nobody wins a prize at the end of their lives going, I did it on my own. Nobody does it on their own. Even if you do, you don't want to win a prize for it. Use your resources to make you better. And uh, Trevor, to your point, in life we have eight, what I call eight anchors, eight pillars that you must consider when you make your decisions. Your career, which is your sense of purpose, your financial security, your family, your friends, your romantic partner, diet, exercise, and sleep, which is your health. These eight pillars must be considered when you make a decision. So we were talking about fat shaming last week, guys, and we were saying that it's not just you that needs to make a decision. Well, you know, like a lot of people say, it's my life. I can do whatever I want. If I want to drink, I can drink. If I want to smoke, I can smoke. If I want to eat nonsense, I can eat rubbish. It's my life. Leave me alone. But no, it's not your life. You live in a community of people, and your behavior and your decisions has an impact on other people. You're not just responsible for you and you alone. You're responsible for the community that you've created and you've built on. So therefore, whenever you make a decision, consider those things around. Not ask yourself, am I happy? But is my community flourishing? My community in terms of my purpose, financial security, family, friends, romantic, diet, exercise, and sleep. Hmm. <clears throat> well, there we go. Those eight pillars, we've got to write that stuff down. Can I say a quick thing about that chat GPT thing? Because yeah, it plays sure. a huge role in my career as a writer. Um, I, I, and as a journalist, I've had to use the tool. And 
I'm using it for so many things and it's, it's just amazing. It's unbelievable. And that guilt is there. So now we're at the point as creatives and as writers of getting together and saying, okay, what is the limit? How far do we use this tool, et cetera? But the other day I was thinking, you know, when, when Google first came out, we felt like we were cheating. When we looked things up, yeah. it was like, oh, oh we can't use Good that point. At, at school because now it's a tool. It makes you better. Mm. It doesn't dumb you down because you're not going to a library and reading physical words anymore. It's made us better. Look, before that, when uh, traveling salesmen got their contacts and made their sales by walking from door to door and knocking on the door, all of a sudden they were presented with a, a phone book of yeah. so many phone numbers. Right. It was like a Google to them. They felt like they were cheating. Ah, oh, but in my day as a salesman, we did it the hard way. We walked from door to door. What did it do? It improved their sales and improved their lives and improved the economy. That's the same as chat Tools. GTP, and that's how we have to kind of get over the guilt of it. <clears throat> you can't feel guilty for using Google. You, oh. you could even go as far as to say you're stupid if you don't use Google. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. I mean, it also it just removes an extra thing that you don't want to have to feel guilty about because there's enough shit in the world that people try to make you feel guilty about. And some of us end up falling for that and some not. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, it's just a this tool. This opens the door to cybernets taking over the world. Through their, <laughs> Listen, if the they do a better job than what people are doing now, then they go can for go, it. Can go yeah. for it. All right. So, so Doc, I mean, basically, uh, you know, on, on Trevor's initial question about belief systems, whatever you're doing, as long as it's not causing harm or negative effects on your or other people's lives, then it's a good thing. Go with it, even if it is shadows on the cave wall. Yeah, we, nobody has authority on the truth. Nobody knows the, the truth. We all believe our shadows. And if these shadows make you better with all these eight pillars, go for it, believe it, dive into it, immerse yourself in it. Love it. Thank you. There's Dr. Hanan. Monday morning, it's going to be okay, as always. We'll see you next week, Doc. See you next week. Bye, guys. Awesome. There he is. He's, this he's, is great. He's a great resource. Huh? He's so easy to speak to. Yeah. You know, because sometimes, like, I've been to therapy and, like, at first it was very difficult to open up to people because it's like, oh, it's like a witch. Me. Yeah. You, know? you can see inside me. Especially <laughs> you, though, because they might also be a fan and you can't, you can't have a, a, a fan as a therapist. Cliffcentral.com.